Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Life with Matt Boshears. I hope that this week's podcast encourages, inspires, strengthens, and most of all, gives you a deeper understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And if you think someone else needs to hear about this podcast, please go and share it. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning in again uh, to this week's podcast. I'm just really excited uh, to be with you guys. Uh, we're going to be doing Distorted Images Part 2. Um, now, last episode we talked about um, the distorted of image of God and understanding that who He is and His holiness and looking through that lens um, and everything else puts into perspective. Um, this week we're going to go into something that I talked about last week. Um, so I'm really excited um, to talk about it. Um, but first of all, if you would like to um, reach out to me for anything, uh, you can email me at kingdomlifewithmatt at gmail.com. Again, that's kingdomlifewithmatt at gmail.com. Um, look forward to hearing from you. Um, I'll try to reach out to you um, as much as I can. Um, and it's not like I have a lot of people that are you know, like emailing me, so I should get back to you pretty quickly. <laughs> um, again, you know, like I said last week or last episode, this, uh, this is pretty raw stuff. It's like, it, it's not professionally done. It's just in my room, just chit chatting with you guys. Uh, so let's get into this week's, um, uh, episode and topic. Uh, like I said, this week I'm going to kind of talk about an area that I hit, uh, last episode. Um, and in last week's episode, or last episode, I talked about uh, when we hear God referred to as a father. Uh, for many people uh, who have been hurt, abandoned, betrayed, um, and abused by earthly fathers, it can create a strong hesitation there. Very strong hesitation. Uh, put a To even put a bad taste in your mouth where you're like, yeah, no, uh, not, not going there. Um, because we have gone and generalized our heavenly father with how we have seen earthly fathers treat their sons and daughters or how we have been treated. Um, and I'm not saying that this is a case scenario for, for everyone, um, because there are amazing fathers out there. Um, my dad and I have a really good relationship, uh, and I'm extremely grateful to have that in my life. But I've known several, several people uh, over the years and currently know people um, who have never had that good relationship uh, or even had a relationship with, with their earthly father. Um, you know, and I, I heard, um, you may have heard this saying as well, but that... Um, Anybody can make a baby and become a dad, but it takes somebody special to become a father. Um, and there, there's nothing more special than when a man chooses to step up and be a father for a child. Um, in fact, children who have active fathers in their lives are 43% more likely to succeed 
than those who don't. They are 33% less likely to have to repeat a grade in school. Um, 71% of dropouts come from a fatherless home. And 85% of incarcerated youth have a father who's absent in the home. It is statistically proven time and time again the presence of a father in the home makes the biggest impact of a child's life. Why? Because a father, with a father, there is a feeling of safety, security. Uh, there is the sense of provision that you're going to be provided for. There's a form of structure and stability. But when a father steps outside his boundaries and perverts his role as a father, it is detrimental to that child. And no child, no child should cower at the sight of their father. No child should shake at the sound of their father's voice or worry in fear at the thought of dad walking through the door. No child should have to experience what it's like to listen to dad beat on their mother and pray that they're not next in line. No sh child should know what it's like for their father to exploit them sexually. And when someone has been raised under those situations and those experiences, why on earth would they want to put their trust in another father when I've seen how fathers treat their children? Why, when I hear that God is a heavenly father, would I want to set myself up to be hurt again after I've already been hurt by my earthly father? Excuse me. And through earthly fathers manipulating and perverting their role, the role of our heavenly father becomes distorted. And it doesn't have to be to that extreme for us to have this distorted image of a heavenly father. Uh, you can just... There can just be moments or situations where our father may not have handled things the right way or didn't give us the affirmation that we were seeking, and it stuck with us. And these moments have caused like a hesitation and reluctance to come to him uh, for fear that we are just going to experience that same form of letdown or hurt that we experienced in our past with our earthly fathers. Like, why would I go to a my, my heavenly father if I'm just going to experience that same thing? And with this distorted image, we hold on to so much in our lives. And we never experience the true love that God has for us in its fullness. And even though this sounds like it's something small, it can lead to catastrophic downfalls in other areas of our lives. Now, like, I'm, I'm someone who absolutely 
hates to go to the doctor for anything. Uh, I don't, I, I can't, I don't do a yearly checkup. It's not, I don't, it's not happening. It's just, I've never, yeah, I'm like the doctor. <laughs> and when, and I come down with a cold, you know, I go do what everybody else does. I go get, you know, over-counter medicine and Dayquil and NyQuil and everything else. And we'll try to fix it that way. But when it comes to the point that it's clear that I need to get like a prescription to help my immune system fight it, I'll still keep using over-the-counter medicine. <laughs> and it just never gets better. Why does it never get better? Because I'm just treating symptoms and never really targeting the specific attack that my body has come under. I mean, it says I'll wait to like I'm borderline hospitalized before I go to the doctor. But when I could have just gone sooner, got what I needed, and then back to feeling 100% a lot sooner. And we constantly do that with God. We will sit on situations in our lives, things that we're dealing with, struggles that we are facing, instead of taking them to God because we think we can handle it and get through it on our own strength, when in reality it's going to take a supernatural move of God to transform what we are facing. We will constantly fall into the same pattern of sin time and time again and wonder why. Because there's something that is rooted deep in our lives that is calling us to run to that particular sin. There's a, a certain thing that is rooted into us that is causing all these other symptoms. But and then, you know, and then when you uh, keep falling to the same sin over and over, and then it no longer becomes a small thing that we are dealing with. But now we have a stronghold that has set ourselves in our lives. And then we are finding ourselves further away from God due to the fact that sin has established a home which could have been avoided only if we came sooner and been transparent, raw, and real. So why do we do that? Why don't we just come to Jesus? Why don't we come to God at the very beginning? Why do we want to do it on our own? Why do we want to just do it on our own strength? And that's because for a lot of us, we've had to do some things on our own and our own strengths here on earth because an earthly father was not there to step up to the plate. For some, as a, as a young boy, 10, 11, 12, sometimes even at 9, they've had to step up and become the man of the house because the father was absent or, ne- or neglected to be there. And I'm just going to stop and pause right here and say that it is so important that Christian men realize what their mandate is by God, that we are supposed to be kingdom men, 
that when we get up in the morning and our feet hit the ground, that the devil says, oh, they're awake. And that we step into these roles and be the priest of our households and that we stand in the gap for our wives, our children, our society, our nation. Because when the men actually start to step up to the plate and be the men that God has designed them to do, then everything else will um, will come into place. That when we look at the t- the statistics statistics, sorry, about what happens when a man is not in the the home, it's not just affecting just kids' lives. Realizing that. It's a burden on this nation when men are not doing what they're supposed to do. Like just, look, just even from a economical standpoint, that we we spend eighty five billion dollars on my wife just came in the door uh, for assistance programs for dropouts, and the high rate of those dropouts have followed us homes. That there is a burden that is put on the people when men are not standing up and being who they're supposed to be in Christ. Now that's just a side note, and I'm going to move on from there. Um, but also, like right now, I'm reading a, a book. It's called uh, "The Kingdom Man," and it's just it's just mind blowing. I, I love it, and that's where that tangent came from. <laughs> um, but we. Choose not to come to God with anything. Because when we came to some of our earthly fathers, we were hurt, let down, or abandoned. And, and, uh, and we're just afraid of how God is going to view us. Because there's nothing more, there's nothing that hurts more than looking in the face of a disappointed father. And if I cannot take that from an earthly father, I cannot take that from a heavenly father who's supposed to love me. That to feel like Jesus in the garden, this is why it's out. Why did you forsake me? But when I go back and I look at the times, when the time when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and they realized that they were naked and they hid themselves, you still find God walking in in the garden at the time when him and Adam are supposed to be walking. And even when man went against the word of God, God still showed up and God called out to Adam. And that is something more powerful, I think, that God will always show up that he's not a that he's not a father that's going to abandon to walk away or to flee when the times get rough 
But when everything gets hard, when everything gets rough, he's already there. That he's a father who never leaves or forsakes. And that there's always compassion, there's always love in his eyes. You know, that he may not always, well, I'm going to hit myself, but, you know, we read throughout the Bible uh, that when man had went against God and went his own way, that yes, God looked down with disapproval because we talked about last week, you know, last episode, God cannot look down on the sinful lifestyle. But he had never looked down disappointed in the person. He disapproved of the decision and the sin on their life. Disapproved of the, the sin and the lifestyle, but never disappointed in the individual. And knowing that I can come to him and I'm not going to get a lecture about how I should have done this or should I, I should have done that. You know, but God God brings correction. And a lot of times it stings and it's unpleasant at times. But it's correction that is done out of a place of love and compassion for his children. And when looking through the lens of who he really is and as a father who wants to be with his children, the stories of salvation should always break you. That God gives his son to take our place so that we could come join and lay down at his feet. That I can take the sin of my life and place it under the blood. And I can now have intimacy with my heavenly father. And that's why I want my life to be a life of truth. I want my life to be a life that lines up with his word. Because I love him and he loves me. There's a abiding in him as he abides in me. And yes, his presence is a constant reminder of how ugly my righteousness is. Just how much I need a savior. And how I need a spirit because then my flesh is no good thing. And I deserve hell. And if, you know, if I'm not wanting to change my ways and not wanting my, my life to line up with the Bible, then I'm not really a child of God and I'm just walking after the flesh. But through everything, at the end of the day that I stand before him, my heavenly father and all his glory and holiness trembling because of who I am and as a person in the, in the flesh that I, that I am and who he is. That he will one day say to me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And then I'm thankful that in a fatherless society, I have a heavenly father above every other father. That in him. I never have to cower away. That in him, I never have to brace myself for a hit. That I never have to worry about being exploited. 
that I never have to worry about being mocked or ridiculed. But in him that I find an embrace that I've never found before. That there is a love that's not like any other love. Because he loved me while I was yet a sinner. And you know, he he knows the the front from the back, the middle. You know, he's the God who was, is, and is to come. He's nothing catches him off guard. And he knows what I'm going to do before I do it. He knows the mess ups before I make the mistake. He knows he knows the the sin before I fall, and yet he still he still chooses. The Bible says that we have been adopted as heirs, as, as sons, as daughters. And the thing about being adopted is you're chosen. And despite everything, despite every wrong thing that you could ever do, despite anything that could ever be done, at the end of the day, God chooses you. It's a love that knows no boundaries. I just want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope this has blessed you. Um, again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, just email me at kingdomlifewithmat at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to see you next week.